Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm pleased to say we're joined by the Sunday Mail Scott McDermott and Record Sports Gavin Berry to look at all the latest goings on at Ibrox. On the pod today, we discuss the latest transfer news with less than two weeks remaining of the Scottish window. We look at the Rangers youth development system and with Josh McPake moving on to Dundee today, following on from Glenn Middleton's loan move to Hibs and also Rangers pulling out of the reserve league, we ask where now? And we also look forward to the Legia Warsaw clash, um, the first of the doubleheader taking place in Poland this Thursday. Guys, good to have you on. It's another busy, busy week. Uh, seems like we're never away from here, but that's got to be a good thing. Uh, just two weeks then, left of the transfer window. Um, 13 days to be specific. Um, <coughs> are we expecting any more ins at Rangers before we discuss the outs? Because let, let's face it, the man Ryan Kent could hardly be further out of the scene <laughs> at Liverpool. Good day. I think, listen, Stephen Gerrard in a perfect world would still want Ryan Kent in his Rangers squad this season people will say well he signed Brandon Barker too many wide players now um, but Kent would be no one of his first choices if he could if he could get him in terms of being a, a starter in the 11 so if there was any scope for getting him in I'm sure Gerard would still look at it but he would need to get uh, Jamie Murphy and Jake Hasty, people are out and loan just to you not know, even up again, just to trim the trim the squad. In an attacking sense, I think Kent would be the only player he's looking at at the moment. Uh, if no one else was to leave, defensively or elsewhere on the pitch, I think the only real question mark is at left back. We spoke about it before. Um, no, there isn't a nailed on left back. John Flanagan's probably first pick. Uh, but he's a right footer. Uh, it's no ideal from playing on that side. Um, but I think I've said before, I can only see them signing a left back if they lose one, and that would that one would be Barisic. Mm. Somebody would need to come in and buy him before the before the end of no the window. No suggestion there's any any <coughs> incoming bids either, is there? Not at the moment. No, yeah. it's hard because he's not playing games. I mean, I've seen he get picked for the the creation. Well, that's the thing. He's a bit of a favourite there, isn't he? When he's not playing games, it's going to be difficult to get him to get him out. If somebody did come in, uh, I've said before, I think if Rangers could get like a million, uh, just over a million for him, they would take it and then maybe go and try and get a try and get another left back. I think what changes it probably a bit is what we've discussed in here is whether Gerard has actually made his mind up and what he what his feelings are on Barisic. I think the fact he didn't play East Fife you know, when there was 10 changes. That's, he, that suggests third choice. That's the thing. Right. I mean, that, I think to me, that, that that now tells you what Gerard thinks. It's, it's as if he's now made his mind up. So I think that probably does change the situation slightly. How come it's such a... It makes back more of a priority. He's obviously given him that chance at Commander. It looks as if he's, that, that was his chance. It's like, mm. he's, he's, you know, the opening league game of the yeah. season. There's your opportunity. Didn't take it. Therefore, you know, because Steve Gerrard was saying after the game, well, I've got three, you know, fit left backs, you know, training well. But, I mean, Barisic really is the one that should be playing left back. And if he isn't up to it, then I think Rangers need to be looking it's, for it's a left back. only left back out of three. And as you say, it's third choice. But yeah, yeah it's such it's a regular in this Croatia team. It's, it's just no diddy team. It's no, a bit no, of a favourite no. there. But it, but it does become, I mean, as much as Rangers have made a, you know, a brilliant start to the season, it does... That position is kind of is a worry because once the test get a bit stiffer, I mean, yeah. you know, to Stephen 
although it was a consolation goal against Mitchell and John Flanagan at fault um, yeah. for that goal. And, and Halliday didn't have his best game. He's five, and it was the conditions weren't great, but it just is a problem area. And they've known they about it so for they have. a full season now, haven't they? Yeah. Since the question marks were raised against yeah. Barisic. Yeah, but we did say that over the summer he wasn't in the kind of same category as Gresda and that maybe Gerard had seen something that made him think, I'm going to give him another chance. But I mean, if that chance was Kilmarnock and that was it, and he really believes now that he's not up to it, then he needs to go and address it. What do you think on Kent then, Gavin? Do, do, you think, do you think there's even a need there now for Rangers to go back in for him? If for some reason there was a window opening, no, I think a window of opportunity oh, opening absolutely. for him. I think there's always a, a need for quality players and especially a player who isn't going to have need time to adapt, you know, because of the season that he had last season. That You know, if he did become available, but are you talking about just taking him on loan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either yeah. or, either or. But I think we're basically agreed it would have to be a loan deal. If the, the figures that Liverpool have quoted yeah. in the past, um, it would have to be a loan yeah. deal. And as we've also mentioned before, what, what's the good to Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp of having them just wasting away? No, not I'm, even playing no, with no, under no, 23s no. now. That's the thing. It's now becoming, it's becoming a bit tiresome, actually. It's becoming tedious. We're, we're getting over the same points. Yeah. So, you know, we've discussed it so often. that, But if he's available on loan, definitely... But maybe they should be looking around and get a, a left back on loan. Yeah, you know that, that is a priority, isn't it? Without yeah. a doubt, if there's one area, it's got to be left back. It's interesting. I mean, I noticed uh, last night. Obviously, Liverpool at the under 23s game that Kent wasn't involved in against against Chelsea, and you no know, people on social media and that were talking about it and saying, "Oh, no, does this mean he's available again? They've no used him." Um, but I noticed the the left back that was for Liverpool under 23s. A young boy, his name escapes me at the moment, but I watched him. Uh, I watched a pre-season game Liverpool had against Sevilla, uh, and I watched it specifically to see how Kent was getting on or if he would get a game. Uh, Kent played 45 minutes in the second half and actually did well, but the left-back, uh, young left-back, was terrific in that game. Um, he actually got the boy, He actually got the Sevilla player sent off for a terrible terrible tackle and it did cross my mind I mean Gerard will obviously know this kid very well uh, not for coaching him at, at Melwood and I just wondered whether you know, Rangers would go back to Liverpool again and say look would we maybe take no listen the boy clearly isn't the isn't the finished article whether he could come straight into the Rangers team um, and hit it off right away I'm not sure but let's have a wee look here at his name yeah, Larucci, Larucci at left back. <laughs> that helped. <laughs> at least we've got an idea now of who it is. Uh, uh, but listen, an attacking fullback. Yasser uh, no, Larucci. Yeah, when I looked at him in that game, I thought, God, he could. When be you had next. a wee Larucci at him, sorry, on he, you go, sorry. <laughs> he could be the next one. Uh, he could be the next one that Gerard looks at. So just because we're talking about left backs, I, I wonder if he is a name that Gerard has, has thought about. Um, but go back to my original point they've got three left backs already in there I can't see them yeah. having four they really uh-huh. need to get no they really need to get get rid of one first yeah. I mean Andy Halliday did have a, a, a great game against Celtic in that win at Ibrox last December remember when he was arguably, arguably man of the match um, but you just feel that if Rangers went into that first old firm game which we're, we all agree is crucial 
and you and know, and it, Flanagan would play though, wouldn't he? No, no, and no. I'm saying what I'm saying is, yeah, but if, no, and Flanagan plays. But if something happens down that side, everybody's going to yeah. say, "Well, we told you so." We yeah. told, you know, we knew it was a problem. You know, that's the Rangers don't want to have any, you know, regrets. Yeah, of you know, course. And it looks like you know everybody's everybody is in agreement that that is the position that needs to be addressed. Yasser Laruki, then there you go. Yeah, um, heard us, it here first. Tell Al- us about him. Algerian left back, 18 years old, was on the receiving end of that horrendous tackle That's against right. Sevilla. Um, there you go. Go and get him. <laughs> go, go and get, get him. him. Well, he's a bit young. I mean, well, point one, I think uh, Gerard's very much. He's given youth its chance last season. It was very good. Just look at Glenn Middleton's progression. Fantastic. Yep. I think this season's all about going with the tried and tested, uh, isn't it? No, so listen, as I, I say, I at, eight, at 18, that, that's, that's young. He came in and play left back for Rangers for a season. No, that would be a big ask. As I say, it was just somebody that caught my eye. I seen his brilliant, name. Brilliant. I've seen his name again. Yeah. I seen his name again yesterday and wondered. No, Gerard will know him or will know of him. So he probably has been discussed at some point when when they've looked at Liverpool and thought, right, can we can we go and get him? Um, but as I say, they've got three experienced left backs, albeit not natural left backs in the case of Flanagan and, and Halliday. But um, I think they'd need to sell Barisic before they make make any sort of move for another one. Aye. Oh, on that a wee side point on that, I watched the highlights of that game as well and Billy Gilmore was a standout talk about boss in that game aye taking the ball for his defence spraying passes winning the ball back couple of raking efforts outside the box bit of sweet moment I suppose for some Rangers fans that uh, that, that he left Rangers but another sign that there's so much talent comes through that that youth system at Rangers I think right now and it takes me on to my next point nicely segued there thanks Scott um, that just today, Josh McPake has now completed his loan move to Dundee. Yeah. Um, following on for Glenn Middleton's loan move to Hibs. Two talented players. Um, as I said earlier, I think Gerrard's very much for going for the tried and tested this season. Um, all of which comes in the back of Rangers pulling out of the reserve league. Um, so while there is obvious talent coming through the system at Rangers it's just a question of where now for these boys what is the plan now because I think um, they were looking at maybe going back to this sort of games programme uh, yeah. glamour friendlies oh, t- in terms but of these are a bit sporadic aren't in they? terms of where now these boys need to go out and play men's football and no, not just play men's football but play well and, and show Rangers that they can handle it no, take that next step in their, their development before they go back to to Ibrooks and, and try to get in the try to get in the first team. I mean, Rangers as a club are now going down this route, rightly or wrongly. That um, no, to come out the reserves, they don't feel it's competitive enough. They're playing a lot of the time. They're playing. No, their kids are playing against kids of the same age. Uh, I know. Stephen Gerrard has watched reserve games in this country in the past, eh, quite recently, and doesn't no doesn't rate it in terms of you no know, players developing, players getting better. So he's keen for them to get out eh, and get to 
you know, get to good clubs, play at a good level and try and take that next step. Like Ross McCrory going to Portsmouth, like Glenn Middleton going to Hibs and now uh, McPake going to Dundee. I mean, McPake's even younger than the, the rest. I mean, he's only 17. So it's a big move for him going to play at a top-end championship club. No, Dundee are going to be no fighting for that title. Uh, a demanding crowd at Dens Park. Uh, no, so there'll be pressure there. No, all of those aspects it will be good for the player, but he's got to, even at 17, no, he's got to go to Dundee and play. He's got to make sure he's in that starting 11 most weeks um, and he's got to play well if he's going to take that next step. I agree with you. I think there is a lot of good young talent coming through at Rangers. However, no, some of them need to go and make it happen now. They need to go and establish themselves in Rangers first team. Now, I know it's difficult. You're right, Stephen Gerrard, going with kind of tried and tested pretty much for the last two years. We know about the desperation to go and win a title. No, be Scotland's number one club again. Topo Celtic for that position. It's difficult for young players to get in. But really, if Rangers really produced a, a proper first-team player since the days of... What's Ross uh, McClory as close as they've got? I mean, it, he is, but he was in and out last season. He's not a regular. I mean, I know he, he maybe like 30 appearances <coughs> last year. but Middleton was about 20, wasn't yeah. he? So um, that is giving youth his chance. He can't, can he see that this season? No, but but even no, 20, 30 appearances, listen, I'm no knocking it. It's good for these boys that they've made those appearances. I mean, Glenn Middleton starting for, I think he started Moscow, gave it for the Aye. Europa League game. I mean, that's huge for a, a boy that age. But none of them have really went in and nailed a first team spot in the way like an Alan McGregor yeah. or an I mean, Alan, how, Alan how far, Hutton. How far do you actually need to go back? I was going to say, is Charlie Adam maybe the last? No, or did Alan Hutton come after well, him? You're, you're, you're going back to that. Era, yeah. no, a lot's happened since then. Yeah. Chris Burke before them, it's all the same era, sort of, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I suppose similar era, yeah. Aye. Chris Burke, maybe. So, yeah. well, you are going back to that era, right. then. Sorry, you are going back to that yeah. era, then, certainly. You could argue somebody like Lewis McLeod did it, but that was no different circumstances. Club were playing in the lower leagues, uh, it was maybe a bit a bit easier to get in. That's no disrespect yeah. to Lewis McLeod as a good player, but, but I suppose I, yeah. I, I think you need to go back to your McGregor's, Hutton's, yeah. so, Charlie Adams, and I don't think Rangers have done enough yeah. in that department since then. Like you say, I think there is now talent coming through, similar, no, maybe similar to that ilk, but they need to go yeah. and do it. I suppose we can't ignore the fact, as you touched on there, is that the club, you know, went through such turmoil. I mean, it was, you know, the club was decimated, and yeah. although some would argue that was a chance to actually go with the youth and what yeah. they had, and they didn't, you know, too busy signing you. Yeah, the, the youths at that time actually. Kevin Kyle's, Ian Black's, all these. Sandazas. Yeah, but, Sandazas. The, but I think the problem with that was, Gav, at that time, uh, and it's not an excuse, it's still Rangers' responsibility, but the young players at that time weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. No, you think of some of the boys that came in, oh, like your Ross Perry's, Chris Hegarty's, people like that. Who, I really who, look who where they are now, and just weren't Kyle good Hutton. enough. Kyle, even Kyle Hutton, yeah, I mean, these. No, no, none uh, of them even we, playing in the top tier now. No, Andy Murdoch, because it. Was it air? People like that came in. They weren't the, the youths weren't good enough to be top level Rangers players. Mm-hmm. I think I look at guys like Josh McPake, like Ross McCrory, and think no, they could be good enough. But it's the age old argument. It's that step from no from eighteen year old to twenty 
to 20 and you, and you go in and establish yourself in the, in the first team and you stay there and you play in old firm games, you play in European games. That's the challenge for these for these boys. So who it's, is the closest, would you say, coming through in this generation right now? Because you've got your, your Kai Kennedys uh, that stood out in the Glasgow Cup. You've got yeah, and maybe a level above that, you've got Ross McCrory who has now taking a step away yeah. for Rangers they, who's, who's the right back that was uh, oh, his name escapes me that was talking about played the Glasgow the, Cup yeah, yeah it was Parson wasn't it yeah. played the right back who was excellent in the game at, the game at Hamden against Celtic yeah. listen there's a batch at that level that's a kind of level below who they've obviously got high hopes for but the ones that are on the verge of the first team uh, and have played in the first team is obviously McCrory and, and Middleton, and, Middleton. Aye, um, and they're both and now gone it's whether they can now take the no take yeah. that next step because that probably takes us on to the next point I think or one of the points we're going to uh, talk about later is Hillander being left out of the squad for go the on Gavin so yep, I'm just going straight to say on. that comes back to the homegrown player Aye. because that's one of the reasons Hillander is probably going to be left out this you've got this UEFA rule that's well, in layman's terms, I think, what is it, 17 non-homegrown homegrown players, yeah. 17 non, and then after that, you can have homegrown players Up or... To 25 of them. Or association homegrown players, yes. apparently, as well. Yeah. Um, which, so, but Alan McGregor is the only one, isn't he, who's actually come through the ranks. Uh-huh. Even Rangers. though he's been away and come back, he still counts. Back. He counts. Yeah. And then you can have Halliday, Jack, Arfield and Greg Stewart. Because I think they are classed as association homegrown players. Scottish yeah, association. Scottish homegrown. association, yeah. yeah. But it just highlights what we're talking about there, the lack of homegrown players. Yeah, that which the new three million pound man's been edged out yes, because of this need to have so many. Yeah. Um aye. Well, before we go on to that, just, just a last wee bit on the well, do you think they're right to pull out the reserve league? When you look at it now, it's decimated, isn't it? I mean there's eight teams. Rangers won it last season. It was exciting at the death, but as you say, there were far too they're, many processions. They're right if, if they don't. Like. If, if Craig Mulholland um, and any people above him, Mark Allen, Stephen Gerrard, if they don't believe these young boys are getting tested, then of course it's a, the right thing. And so if, we if should now expect more, more games against your, even your Mansfields if it's first team. More, yeah, and, and more loans out. You right. would hope to, to, lower, to lower leagues. I mean, and obviously Rangers, a side issue is... Obviously, Rangers and Celtic are desperate to get the, the Colts team into the, the well, SPFL. Well, that's what I was coming on to. Is that which, the be-all and end-all here? Well, for them, it is. But there's, no, there's huge opposition to it from from other clubs within the within the SPFL setup. So they're, they're kind of banging their head against a brick wall just now. I know that's what, what Craig Mohall and Chris McCart, people like that want. They feel that would be best you know, for the... The kids, I tend to agree with them. I think, I think it would be good. I think it'd be good for the whole Scottish football because just if you've got Rangers and Celtic, the two biggest clubs in the country, who are invariably going to have a lot of the the, the most talented young players in the country, if you get as many of them out playing, you no know, League One or League Two football against men. <clears throat> competitive games, fighting for points. Even if these kids don't go on to make it at Rangers. <clears throat> They'll kind of fall down the, the ladder, if you like, <clears throat> and play at other teams. So, what's the difference? So, a lot of them are out on loan there anyway. And then you've got your Middletons and Mercurores the, out at a much higher level on the, loan. The difference is, Rangers feel the difference is that, no, they can send a boy, if, you, if you've got a Colts team in League One, then Rangers can develop a style of play. No, these kids develop a, a team spirit, a yeah. togetherness, they play as a, as a team. 
Of course, people will say, well, just send it, send him out and loan. But if you send a, a boy to Forfa and he's there himself, I'm saying Forfa, it could be anybody. Yeah. And suddenly the, the, boy, the boy goes to Forfa and Forfa want to play a direct style, completely different to what he's been taught yeah. during the week at, at the training ground. That's where it becomes difficult for Rangers' point of view. Listen, I'm, this is Rangers' argument. Other clubs will argue against that and, and have different views on it, but certainly that's how that's how Rangers and Celtic feel about the situation. Yeah, so that's, that's why you now have this position of loan managers at these clubs, isn't it? it? They can Billy pick and Kirkwood's choose exactly what clubs Billy, they want to send players to. Billy Kirkwood's taking up the role. Yeah. But no, Craig yeah. Holland was making exactly that point last week when we spoke to him, and I think Scott had maybe spoken to him previously was that it's not just about sending them out on loan, but sending them out on loan to the right club, make sure that it's a club that's going to, you know, benefit that player, mm-hmm. play play to their strengths, play to their style. Another positive, just to wrap this point up, I suppose, is of the 22-man Scotland under-21 squad that was named by Scott Gemmel this week, five of them come through Rangers, and four of those are on loan. You're, you're nodding there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... No, Rangers should have... Four or five guys at least in the under twenty one squad, same same as Celtic and the, the the other big clubs. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's what you would want. Um, McCrory's one of them, isn't aye, he? Aye. He'll probably be captain in under twenty ones. Uh, I would imagine. Um, I see. Incidentally, on Saturday, uh, I think he got put on at right back for Portsmouth, aye. which is which is interesting. Obviously, he gets sent off in the first game. Um, was out the side, came on as a sub at, at, at right back. I don't know how Rangers will, will particularly feel about that. I suppose it's maybe just part of his development, but clearly they want him playing. Uh, Steven Gerrard will want him to get back in that Portsmouth team playing playing central midfield. midfield uh, yeah. But listen, be, being captain in under 21s will, will also be good for, for McCrory taking that responsibility on. Um, it's a fairly young squad, I think. So if he's at the if he's at the head of that taking that taking that role on that that'll be good for his development as well. Right. Back into European action we go. Uh, this Thursday, Legia Warsaw, two two legged playoff for a, mm-hmm. a spot in that lucrative group stage. Um, so a trip to Poland up first this yeah. Thursday, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you would expect, every stage just gets that little bit harder, doesn't yeah. it? What are you expecting for the polls? Well, I suppose I mean First of all, it's the atmosphere, isn't it? It's going to be intimidating, they know that. But they sh- I mean, Rangers have coped pretty well in Europe in the last two seasons. Uh, actually, I spoke to Jackie Jackanowski yesterday, the former Celtic striker who had two spells at Legia Warsaw for today's paper. He was uh, filling us in in the current state of Warsaw. He said uh, the squad, or the, the side, is nowhere near as good as the team who beat Celtic five years ago in the Champions League qualifiers. 6-1 in aggregate I think and then obviously they were booted out over that uh, clerical error nowhere near as good as that he said they've changed managers continually uh, I think they made the Champions League a couple of years later um, made a good fist of it they were in a tough group against Real Madrid Seville Borussia Dortmund finished third lost to Ajax in the knockout stage but he said since then they've gone through about five managers he said no stability and current squad lacks experience uh, lost to a team from Luxembourg last season in the third qualifying mm. round he said they've been unconvincing this season in Europe against teams from Gibraltar Finland both uh, it, it was narrow victories I think um, 
And then against Greece, obviously, the, the team from Greece drew it home. Good win away from home. But he just said generally they're trying to find top form. He just said the, the kind of manager's still searching uh, for solutions and he fancies Rangers strongly unless, he said, Lydia Warsaw really, really improve on their early season performance. Aye, well, the, the seven points before league games, yeah, is I that think right? Two wins, yeah, two, yeah, that's two right. wins yeah, a draw and a defeat. Yeah, yes. But probably, well, it wouldn't be hard, but more more defensive than Mitchelland, who were quite free yes. flowing coming yeah. forward and leaving spaces at the back. So a different challenge altogether for yeah, Rangers. It actually highlighted. I think they've, they've, I think last week we said Chelsniak um, and you were right I was right brilliant never doubted you no. he's a backup yeah but sorry that's what I was then going to say uh, that Jackanowski actually when he was highlighting the kind of key players I said their keeper is one of the better ones but he's only I think he's only 18 or 19 right Chelsniak um, is the backup you're right but he wasn't he is in the squad uh, and then he picked out a Spanish attacker uh, as the one of his, the other key men, but he yeah. said he's on the bench. Kalitos. Kalitos, yeah. He said he's right. on the bench, uh, which nobody can fall him out. So it looks as if, you know, they're in a bit of trouble, Asia, and if Rangers can produce the kind of performance they have in Europe, then they should, uh, even if they get away with a narrow defeat, scoring an away goal or get a draw, you would yeah. still fancy them. You know, a 2 1 defeat, or if they can get a 0 0 or a 1 1 draw. I think I think the atmosphere will be. I think the atmosphere will be key. I think if Rangers can handle that, then they can actually go there and win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <clears throat> I fancy Rangers actually to, to get a positive result over there. No, everything, Gap, everything Gavin's saying about the, the actual team, and also, no, you're listening to some things coming out of the league camp saying. No, we're going to go for Rangers, and uh, no, it, I think somebody said it'll be better playing against Rangers than the Greek side because Rangers will have a go at us I mean I don't think that will necessarily be the case I think Rangers will go there look to play in the counter attack as they've did eh, on so so many occasions under Gerrard in Europe so far and as I say it's just whether Rangers can deal with that atmosphere I mean I think with the atmosphere behind them Legia will go for Rangers early on in the game but if Rangers can withstand that and get no, I get the first goal. Um, if it's early, even even better for them, uh, and just silence the silence the crowd a bit. I think Rangers. Um, no, if they play the way we know that they can play, I think they could get a really a really positive result. If that's the way the game goes, if Legia come out and really have a go at them, and Rangers can hit them with a bit of pace on the on the break, it could uh, could play into could play into Rangers' hands. Aye, it's certainly a different challenge. I think you just have to look back at the performances on the road last season, or to, to take a wee bit of heart for that and think, well, aye, it's going to be a red hot intense atmosphere. But I think this team's. Proven, proved, proved even yeah. in the last year they can handle that sort of intimidation. I don't, I don't think I don't think they've faced no, a real big no, atmosphere no, as yeah. much as this. No, I, mean, nah, nah. I wouldn't nah. say. I mean, I think you know Warsaw is going to be more intimidating. Yeah, than, a welcome know, to hell. I mean, your OZGX and Mar- Maribor, not even Spartak Moscow, and even Villarreal. You know, you're nah, intimidating. About, do you know what I mean? Uh, something different. Vienna, you were there. Is that nah. no? it'll be different yeah. I think and that's why I think if Rangers can overcome that mm-hmm. no, if they don't get kind of swept away with it early on and go a goal down or two goals down that's when it can get on top of you if they can manage the game properly deal with the atmosphere no, don't give 
leg you any encouragement and look a threat on the break um no, when when Rangers get a counter, then I think that will be the I think that will be the game plan. And given their forum, as as Gav's described, uh, I, I think they can I think they can definitely get a positive result. Turn the fans and against them. I know it's only one season Rangers had, but even the experience they will have taken from that run last season through a lot of games. Yep. I think that was the point Jackanovsky was actually making about this current leisure team is that they don't have experience uh-huh. at that level. Um, obviously losing to the team from Luxembourg no they haven't enjoyed a run um, so and, the good, and they, the good. they won't have played a team of, you know of Rangers calibre another good thing is Rangers the majority of Rangers players will get into it fresh after getting after getting rested at the weekend yeah. you know yeah. your Goldsons Taverniers Morelos, Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis. I mean, all these guys oh, should no. be should yeah, be fresh. Teams and back. Hold on, that are, are you surprised to see the, th- the three million man Highlander drop out completely? I know we've discussed the reasons why he was maybe squeezed out. No, but no, really, Fraser. No, I think Rangers now have got a kind of embarrassment of riches in terms of centre backs. No, in terms of even four <clears throat> four guys that Stephen Gerrard clearly trusts. Uh, to get and do a get and do a job, I think Hillander and Edmondson were absolutely fine. Aye, they were on, solid on Sunday. Hillander yep. uh, will just need to wait for a, an opportunity. And listen, if Gerard will be telling him if they can get into the group stages, and suddenly they'll be fighting you no know, four competitions, it'll definitely get games. Everybody will get will get games because there'll be so many if they're going to go deep into the cup competitions uh, no, through the groups of the Europa as well as fighting for the fighting for the title so Hillander's just got to be patient he's been behind everybody else uh, no, behind guys like guys like Edmondson and that as well who um, who were there for the full pre-season and got games under the belt he's just going to need to bide his time Sunday was good for him getting, getting 90 minutes but no I'm no I'm not that surprised to see to see him drop out f- in the squad for for this game. And it was interesting that the week on Friday there at the pre-match press conference for his five game where Gary McAllister was talking about when he was asked about the central defensive situation in Hellander, saying all exactly what Scott's saying there about him having to be patient and he will get game time. But I mean, he did touch on last season, you know, because we were asking was that getting the extra f- the arrival of Hellander and Edmondson getting an extra 5% out of, of Goldson and Katic and he said yes and he was talking about last season how maybe it had the opposite effect with Katic when Joe Worrell came in and, and took his place and yeah. maybe Katic had learned from that but I also wonder whether Steven Gerrard has learned from that as well because at the start of the season Katic and Goldson had performed quite well and when Worrell came in away to Villarreal I think some people were quite surprised that Worrell then kept his place wondering what Katic had really done wrong every time Katic was dropped people couldn't really file him out I wonder if maybe it was just you know Gerard's desperation to play Worrell maybe it was part of the loan agreement who knows but that was I, a suggestion I we just, never found out did no, we I just want well there was a certainly a, he did certainly have to play a certain amount of games to trigger um, uh, to take away Nottingham Forest option for a, a fee call. Aye. Yeah, after he played a certain amount of games, Norwich, eh, Nottingham Forest then couldn't recall him. Aye. So may- maybe Gerard did want to get to that target quickly and then he knew he would have him for the second half of the season. But either way, I just wonder whether disrupting that partnership last season, whether maybe Stephen Gerard kind of regrets it a wee bit and doesn't want to do the same again. 
Possibly. Well, let's wrap this up. But before we, before we do, if uh, if anyone was needing a, a build up to the to this European tie on Thursday and uh, what lies at stake, the carrot of the the, the group stages, um, twenty years ago, although it might have been Champions League, um, it's twentieth anniversary of that magnificent victory over Parma, Scott. I know you were mm-hmm. you were keen to to touch on that uh, that famous night when goals with Tony Vidmar and Claudia Arena mm-hmm. stunned the the Serie A side at Ibrox. Take it away, mate. What would you remember of those that that night? Okay, I just think if you ask any if you ask any Rangers fan, that'll be one of the best kind of European nights they've they've experienced. Um, I remember actually being abroad at the time it was on and watching it on TV, and it looked. It looked a brilliant atmosphere. You knew, even though I was away, you knew how big a result that would be, how big it would be back in Scotland for Rangers to beat to beat a team like that. I mean, you go back and look at that Parma team. Uh, no, with Gigi Buffon, Dino Baggio, Veron, people like that. In uh, that side, that was a great side. Lillian Turam and people like that. So, Cannavaro. Um, Crespo still there, no? Crespo, Cannavaro, yep. Uh, I mean, a star-studied... Parma team at the time uh, that had a lot of money spent on it so it was a huge uh, huge result at the time for Rangers and in terms of atmospheres I see I remember remember watching it it looked unbelievable and then speaking to people since who were there talk about it no people of our kind of generation basically they talk about that as one of the one of the great the great European nights and it's amazing to think uh, that it is that that long ago so much has happened since then and ultimately no, with the anniversary, it does. No, it's a wee reminder of where Rangers want to try and get. That's want it. to try and get back to. Do you, you know were, what I mean? You were talking about atmosphere. I think they possibly came close with that rapid Vienna game last year in the, the group stages. The crescendo at the end of that match. I think that there's a reminder of exactly where they want to go. I certainly at the end. I think that the Parma game for atmosphere in terms of a full ninety minutes would have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Aye, the Vienna game at the end, you're right, the way it the way it finished with Rangers getting the, the late goals that that no I was there that night and that, that did feel as if it was a massive step in terms of Rangers getting back to those those days. But obviously it was Europa League yeah. and no, they want to go and win yeah. no, go and win a title and no savour Champions League getting back at the Champions League table. qualifiers again. Gavin, you remember that one? Yeah, I was actually working at it. Yes, that's what I was hoping you were going to say. Was the, I think it was. I think it's you're the best. You, you're showing your age, here, Gavin. <laughs> sure what no, I think it was. It was the best atmosphere I think I've ever experienced at Ibrox. Nice, right. definitely. Aye. It was. I just. I remember it standing out. Um, and as Scott touched on, I think it was. It was the fact. It was, it was the quality of the opposition. The fact that they had lost against Parma the previous season yep. yeah. and the UEFA Cup. I think there was definitely a, a feeling of you know the Rangers been up for revenge that night. And I think Parma, having won the previous season, the opposite. I think they probably did think, well, we'll you know, we'll repeat that. And they just met a Rangers team that was. Right up for it, and, and it, it got ad- it got the whole advocate era off to. A, I was going to, to say, well, did Absolutely. he speak to him after that one, Gavin? No, I can't. The actually little general, the no. No, I can't remember the blown away the by the atmosphere. But he never really get caught up in emotion. Dick advocate no. that he was just he really probably expected to beat Palmer, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, the, you can dream of those days coming back in, in the future, but uh, before then, of course, it's Legia Warsaw, and you can follow all the action Thursday night in a live blog at dailyrecord.co.uk. That's all from us for now, though, so thanks very much for joining us. Thanks to Scott and Gavin for coming on. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can rate us on there too. Thank you very much for listening.